You are listening to Let's Talk Trio on podcast. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media accounts. Thank you, Amelia, for that wonderful introduction. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. In today's program, we have Trina Wally, the director for the Clovis Community College Trio Student Support Services Program. I want to thank our listeners for being patient as we upload the new episodes. I know it's been a quite a gap between July and now. Uh, these pro- these episodes were recorded over the summer, and we continue to uh, get more requests for interviews. So thank you, the audience, for being patient. My visit with Trina uh, is one definitely for the books. We have known each other for a very long time, and it it stretches back to when I first started as a professional with the trio programs back in 2007, which is a long, long time ago. Um, And it really just brings memories of uh, my first professional conference to various um, first experiences as as an employed professional for an institution of higher education. So that's where I actually started off was Clovis Community College. And I've made some great uh, colleagues, met met some great colleagues, made some good friends. um, And it was a good, uh, I was in Clovis visiting family and uh, I happened to connect with Trina. Uh, we were already connect- connected through Facebook, but uh, we wanted to get the CCC Student Support Services Program, their story on the air, on the podcast, because I felt it was important to uh, share their story too. I'm starting to really get like the idea of brand- this branching out of uh, various other uh, trio programs, talking about their region, talking about their program uh, on the podcast. So again, this is uh, Trina Wally, the Director for Student Support Services at Clovis Community College. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode, and I'll catch you at the end. Thank you also very much for listening to Let's Talk Trio. On today's podcast, we have Katrina Wally, or Trina for short. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is here to talk about the Student Support Services Program at Clovis Community College. Trina, welcome to the program. Thank you, Juan. It's so good to see you, by the way. Yeah. We've been catching up. We had some Lial's uh, for lunch. Definitely. Uh, late lunch, but still. Gotta do the so Lial's, yes. yes. You were telling me it's a, it's a staple or it's an it icon, is. right? It's iconic. It's iconic. You can't come to Clovis and not go to Lial's. <laughs> Something certainly worth going for, so definitely for Lial's. Yes, there. there you go. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> 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 I hope to one day, like in the podcast, that they that sponsors continue uh, like coming in for us and uh, definitely. sponsoring meals or something. That oh, definitely. Fun. We'll get with Laura about that. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, Trina, tell us a little bit about your experience with Trio. This is okay. kind of the Let's Talk Trio podcast, so okay. that's what we're here to do: is find out what your story is and definitely. what your experience in Trio is. Definitely. Well, I went off to college after high school. <clears throat> I was completely unprepared for what was waiting um that was 1996 is when I graduated so it's been it's been a while um I feel like I struggled being a first generation college student um I wasn't really sure how to navigate the collegiate system um and I also just had personal issues with you know I was dealing with newfound freedom um had some pretty restrictive parents so a lot of that kind of thing was also going on those non-cognitive factors that we focus on Um, I lasted two semesters before I dropped out and moved home. Um, I worked jobs waitressing at a local office supply store. I met my husband, and I had two daughters. 
and they were three and six months old when I decided that in order to succeed as a woman in a smaller, more rural area that we like we live in, yeah. I would need to have a degree in order to have a better, better options, a better future for my family, myself. So in 2004, I enrolled at CCC as a non-traditional student. I got a job as a student assistant on campus, and my supervisor at the time informed me about TRIO Student Support Services, which was specifically for students that are first generation, meet certain income guidelines, and or students that have physical or learning disabilities. My self-esteem at the time was pretty low. I felt like I started school because I really had no other choice, and I was intimidated about being a little older. So TRIO SSS provided the comprehensive services I needed as I faced my unique issues in the collegiate setting. The one-on-one -on -one communication was critical during those first couple of semesters. They helped to bolster my self-esteem and made me realize that I was smart, I was capable, I had grit and determination, and if I made the decision to complete school, nothing was going to stop me. So I immediately took to the mission of the federal TRIO programs. Um, I wanted to give back to help other students like myself so I became a peer mentor in the program before uh, moving on to the department secretary position, then the trio specialist and mentor coordinator <laughs> position. <laughs> and at that point in time, I decided to go back and earn my BBA and, and eventually my MBA. So, because um, I didn't want that journey to end. Absolutely, yeah. Which is funny because when I returned to CCC, um, I worked in the financial aid office. It was an incredible experience, a great opportunity to broaden my knowledge mm -hmm. to include financial aid processes, which can be so confusing to students it when it's a huge barrier for our students to try to understand the procedures, the rules, the regulations. Um, so when the opportunity arose to become the director of the program that I came from, I jumped on it. So I have been the director of TRIO SSS here at CCC since 2016. When I enrolled at CCC, I had no intention of earning anything except a two-year degree. Now, not only do I have three degrees, and not only do I get to assist students in the program that assisted me, I also get to teach finance here. Um, so this college has opened so many doors for me, and I knew when I started here, and especially after joining TRIO SSS, that I didn't want to leave the higher education profession. I'm passionate about helping other students succeed, and I believe that the most important thing that you can do when you succeed is to reach back and pull up or others up along right with you. Um, this is the attitude that I've brought along with me since I was a TRIO SSS student, and it's the attitude that I will continue to exhibit as long as I'm in higher ed. Yeah. So you've really had an extensive journey uh, with TRIO programs. Uh, yes. And it's really helped you in a lot of your facets of life. Really. Definitely, definitely. Um, just even a sounding board that somebody actually knew my name and knew my face and wanted me to succeed because... You know, I had supportive people in my life, but none that really had that knowledge of college that I really needed mm -hmm. to help me get through it, especially being an older student. Mm -hmm. So um, it's been very a, a circular journey, a full circle. Um, it's one of the greatest accomplishments of my life to lead this program after coming from it. And it's so. very inspiring to see you <clears throat> lead this program because we met. Uh, yes. In 2007. 2007. Um, ish. Oh ish. It's yeah. been over 10 years. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> We're so old. <laughs> so for, for the audience, um, 
Trina and I go way, way back, and that's when I knew her is when she was an admin secretary yes. uh, for the Student Support Services Program. Yep. Uh, I had just started as a professional at the Upper Ground Program here at Corpus Community College. Yep, yep. So I was riding right along behind yeah. you. So yeah, we, we were right there riding the lap, ride together. That's right. So, yeah. We came up together. Absolutely. So that means a lot. It does. Uh, <clears throat> as a professional, I know you must have gone through various conferences. Oh, yes. Uh, from the beginning up to now. Uh, what have you learned from attending these events? What have you taken away from it? Yeah. Uh, what are some things that you learned? Just the impact of this program, not only here, but across the whole United States. It's just fascinating to see hundreds of trio professionals in one room, all working towards the same mission. Mm -hmm. um, the knowledge that's collectively shared and utilized during the conferences, it's absolutely necessary for the jobs that we do. Um, learning the new processes, demoing new software, discussing legs and regs, that's a huge one. Always. Talking through problems that are going on in the program, nationally, regionally, um, even in our own state. Um, this all happens when we meet collectively. Yeah. You realize very quickly just how passionate individuals are towards the mission of TRIO. Um, we celebrate our TRIO achievers um, that have graduated from TRIO programs and changed the world around them. And it's just a beautiful thing to see, you know, a 75-year-old man that was went through the Upward Bound programs um, that turned around in California and started a nonprofit to help the youth of his city to be more than just a pipe dream of being a professional athlete, you yeah. know? Or, you know, it's just he stood up there and he bawled and said that we Trio didn't just change his life. It changed generations of lives in his family. And so just getting to connect to people like that on that level, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing to see what people have done. Um, at our last conference, national conference, we had our first Family Achiever Award. So we honored um, actress Viola Davis, who's an Academy Award winner. I think she's the first actress to win, is it an Emmy, an Oscar, and a Tony, I something so. like that? Yeah. So she and her four sisters all went through the TRIO programs. Their matriarch was there. The grandchildren were there. Oh, wow. And every single one of those ladies just did something amazing with their lives, and they were all connected to TRIO. So that was, that was really special, just knowing that you're not only impacting individuals, you're impacting generations to come. And that just means, that means so much. It does. Especially with what is going on in the world today. Absolutely. So Absolutely. it's critical. So it sounds like with, from these conferences, you really were able to glean a lot, uh, learn a lot, and even find out more about the successes of other trio students. Yes, so, yes, yeah. most certainly. And just the impact of, you know, that mission of climbing the ladder and turning around and pulling people along with you. I mean, that's a beautiful thing to be able to give back. So I wanted to transition to uh, our third question here. Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe it brings up some fond memories. <laughs> I remember one com uh, conference in particular we both attended. It was in Arkansas. Yes. Uh, and it was, I believe, I, I believe we participated in a karaoke talk show. <laughs> um, we, we both decided that we would cover Green Day's holiday. Yes, that was excellent. One of my favorite memories. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was my first major conference. It was right after the 2012 election. Um, people right. were absolutely ecstatic with our incoming President Obama. Um, there was so much hope and joy in the air, and we celebrated by singing Holiday together. 
I believe we got some claps. <laughs> not sure, I'm not sure it was a standing ovation. No. <laughs> not everybody was as, as excited as we were, <laughs> but we had fun. Yeah, we did. We did. It was a lot of fun. I think Definitely. Uh, what I took away from that is uh, being able to uh, have camaraderie with somebody and uh, for sure to have that. For sure. Meant a lot. So I wanted and to thank you for that. that definitely. That awesome. We have, I've made so many beautiful friendships over the last 15 years that I've been affiliated with this program. Like I just, it's amazing the people that I've met and I just, each and every one of you guys has made such an impact in my life. And so, uh, yeah, it's been good times. That's awesome. Good times. Know that it's not <laughs> I think you also make an impact on the people that you meet as well. I hope so. so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know so. <laughs> Uh, so, going into that, I did uh, want to ask, uh, by now, uh, programs have existed for well over 50 years. Oh, yes. Um, should The public knows about the TRIO programs right now, right? Like, they, they know about them. Well, <laughs> one of the things I, I hear a lot from our students is, I wish I would have known about TRIO when I was in school. Um, or, I wish I would have known about TRIO sooner after starting school. Um, but the reality is, TRIO programs face challenges uh, we're restricted for recruiting for the college in which we're housed. So it's very difficult to reach out to the public to inform them about our services without the feds thinking we're recruiting for CCC. So we've had to come up with some more innovative ways, kind of think outside the box, um, to try to reach our students once they're enrolled here. So we'll send out texts, email blasts to financial aid recipients or those who qualify. Um, we present information about TRIO SSS um, to students face-to-face -face in the classroom. Um, through orientation, um, our faculty and staff helps us provide information to them and additional assistance. Um, we have been working, for example, with our science instructors to increase the success rate of our students in their classes. And we're gonna do so by investing in a digital microscope, corresponding slides, manipulatives, models for our students enrolled in science courses, and specifically, the microbiology and anatomy and physiology classes one and two. Those are three of the hardest classes required for most allied health programs. And some of our students we've seen have to take that class multiple times to get that grade where they need to be since it's GPA based um, for acceptance into nursing, rad tech, PT programs. Um, and it delays their application. You know, if you have to take microbiology three times to get the grade that you need, you're putting off entrance into that program for three semesters. So students, our students don't have time for that. They, um, it can, uh, where am I? Don't worry, we can edit this part. So many of our students receive financial aid and they are on a fixed income. So any delay into these programs can cause havoc in their lives. So we not only look at their educational needs, we also try to look at the non-cognitive, real-life barriers that can cause our students to stop out. And we do our best to overcome those obstacles on a one-on-one -on -one level. Um, many of these students would fall through the cracks without the comprehensive services that TRIO SSS offers. And like I said, because even though students may have supportive people in their lives, many first-generation students just don't have the educational support from someone who knows the collegiate system. And that's what we're here for. Awesome. So. TRIO continues to be a topic of conversation within education. Okay. With funding being at the central issue, mm -hmm. what direction or <coughs> new initiative would you like to see TRIO head toward? You know, uh, this is really interesting. That our, our lobbying body, the Council for Opportunity and Education, 
uh, just released some really staggering data regarding critical issues facing our college students. Hunger, homelessness, and inconsistent living situations are growing problems for students in higher ed institutions. Um, for example, um, 32,739 individuals are, were applicants who marked unaccompanied homeless on their FAFSA application in 2016-2017. Wow. So that's staggering, almost 33,000 students that identified as homeless. 6.6% um, to 18.6% of students reported experiencing homelessness one or more times in the past 12 months. Um, food insecurity. Students that aren't eating are missing more classes than students that are eating. And a lot of the times, you can't think and learn when you're just concerned about where you're going to eat your next meal. So um, a student experience, this is a big one. Um, one of our students reported, this is her quote, I would get bananas and I will cut them in half. I'd eat only half in the morning and then I would wait five hours, then eat the other half just so I have something in my stomach consistently. I would struggle to concentrate in school for sure because sometimes that's all I could think about was where I was gonna get my next meal. And so when our students are, are telling us this, I know that they're not learning the way that they can be, they're not performing the way that they could because they're just worried about feeding themselves and their families. Um, we do a lot with bringing in just, we'll bring in bananas, we'll bring in apples, we'll bring in desserts for them to have something to eat during the day because we don't know if they don't have something to eat that day. Um, so, and not just that, like our snack bar is closed right now. You know, they're looking for a new vendor to go in. So students really don't have anything to eat besides outside of vending machines anyway. Mm -hmm. um, some of them take the cat's bus here. They don't have transportation to run to McDonald's to get a value meal or whatever, right. you know? So even just that simple thing can impact the way a student learns. And so I just think that we've got to find a way to help our students to be in a more effective economic situation so that they're able to learn and they're able to thrill, grow and they're able to thrive and be successful and achieve their dreams. Um, another big issue students are facing in higher ed um, is loan default. More than a million direct loan borrowers have entered default in just the last 12 months. I, it, we have to find ways to help these students to graduate with this wonderful degree and then have a credit score of nothing because they defaulted on their student loans. So just, again, being that sounding board for these students, making sure that we're facing these issues that are coming up more and more, um, that we're lobbying in Congress for, uh, you know, Pell Grant funds for you know, we offer direct grant aid for our program for students that um, qualify for that, but teaching students how to spend that money, how to manage their money, financial literacy is so important. You can throw as much money as you want at somebody, but unless they know how to properly manage it and how to be responsible with it, it's not gonna make any difference. So those life skills, those non-cognitive skills, and finding some way to address the hunger issue for our students. Um, and here, personally at CCC, we're, we're discussing doing a, a food pantry 
So um, a food pantry for students that are struggling. So we've got a lot of buy-in from our faculty on that. Um, Actually, one of our English instructors is heading that up. So through our Employee and Community Outreach Council, we really want to focus on doing something for students in that regard. You know, food, um, basic necessities, you know, shampoo, conditioner, things that some of our students really struggle to afford, you know? Am I gonna buy food today or am I gonna buy shampoo because we're out, you know? What's more important? So anyway, we've got to find, we've got to find ways to address those issues. Absolutely, I So. So what are some things that you wish you had known when you started as a director? Um, How hard it is to lead very different individuals. Um, I've been in a supervisory role for years but was never really the head supervisor for an entire crew. Um, we have full-time staff members and student staff members. People are so different, and generationally, in morals, values, how they were raised, what they believe. Some have more work experience, some have no work experience. They have different strengths and weaknesses that you have to figure out and play to. Um, they have things going on in their lives that we will never know, or that we will know all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're introverts, they're extroverts, free thinkers, strong-willed individuals. It's been a personal challenge for me to discover different ways to lead effectively um, through experience and training and meeting with my own professional mentors. So um, the director of financial aid, April Chavez here, she's one of my one of my professional mentors that, you know, I can go to her, talk to her through an issue. Um, So she's been a great mentor to me. um, And I've really, really valued that. So I think it's very, you know, you're still growing. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have. You still got to learn. You still got to grow. You still need to check yourself every once in a while. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We're not so, done <laughs> Never. So, um, but yeah, other than that, um, I think I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. I think you're doing an amazing job here, right? You're, you uh, have a new vision for your program. It's, I do. It's amazing to see I do. what you've done with uh, yeah. the Student Support Services Program yes. here at Columbus Community College. Yes. Uh, being the director now and having been in this role for almost three years, okay. um, what are some barriers uh, to success that you've noticed for students here at Columbus Community College? Um, students at CCC face pretty unique issues. Um, we're a two-year college in a rural area in a state that deals with poverty issues, citizen, language barriers, unemployment, underemployment. Um, our students are typically non-traditional. They have families, jobs, obligations to a hundred other things in their lives. Um, a lot of times education is the easiest thing to walk away from when students lose a job or they have to take care of their parents or they have a death in the family. Um, sometimes students don't have the support of their family members or they're encouraged to drop out because working is more important. Um, sometimes they have no idea where to even start. I'll never forget in 04 when I started school. I walked in with a stack of information, went to the information desk, and was like, where do I go? Mm -hmm. What do I do? You know, where do I start? I went went to financial aid. They gave me a paper FAFSA, because that's when they still had paper FAFSAs. (laughs) (laughs) I had to ask several times the procedures for submitting, what I needed, how to submit it. A lot of our students aren't comfortable asking questions, and they'll just simply walk out the door yeah. because they think it's, it's too hard, it's too complicated. Um, they second-guess themselves. They decide to just walk away because it's less painful. Um, not necessarily easier, you know, but less painful. Yeah. Students returning after several years have to train their brains how to learn again. Yeah. They have to relearn writing, math. Some of them have to u- learn to use the computer for the first time because they never have before. So I think sometimes they feel like we are speaking a different language that they will never learn. 
So that's kind of what I see our, our, our students face. Even things just like transportation, um, getting out here can be difficult for a lot of students. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. We see a lot of hungry students and you know, students that have to stop out because they have to go back to work or their job won't work with them. Or so being in a rural area that that kind of kind of creates some unique challenges. Absolutely. So. So when a student comes in with those barriers or those mm -hmm. challenges, then they come seek you out, come seek okay. your program out. Okay. So what sort of support or uh, what what sort of support or resources does this program okay. offer to, to okay. help with that? So it's an opportunity outreach program. It's designed to motivate, retain, graduate, and transfer eligible students. Our services include academic advising, monitoring, and support. Our academic services coordinator, Josue Lugaro, he tracks all of our students' academic progress. He monitors early alerts. He devises and implements strategies for intervention to help TRIO SSS participants overcome barriers. He provides academic advisement, retention, transfer services. Um, he helps conduct campus tours and assists with career guidance. Um, he also assists students with getting connected to campus and community resources. So we also have uh, you know, private study area and a uh, computer lab that is only for TRIOS SSS participants. Um, we work in conjunction with CCC to provide laptops, calculators, earphones, voice recorders for students to check out weekly. All of our students have assigned peer mentors who contact them weekly with information regarding TRIO, SSS, CCC, and just the community as a whole. Um, they're really a first point of contact for our students um, since, like I mentioned many times, they feel much more comfortable asking a fellow student pertinent questions rather than a person of quote unquote authority. Mm -hmm. So our peer mentors have been enrolled at CCC for at least one academic year and they have at least a 3.0 cumulative GPA. Okay. We offer our students academic and financial literacy seminars every semester. We conduct visits to four-year universities within the state in West Texas. Um, next month, we will be taking students to campus tours at New Mexico Highlands University in oh, Las Vegas yeah. and the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque, as well as just giving them the opportunity ex to explore and experience um, things that are culturally rich. We're gonna go to downtown Santa Fe, which is our state capital, so very rich in history and culture. So we also want to expose them to that kind of side of, you know, there is more out there, you know. There is a whole state to explore, you know. It's, it's, it's beautiful to when they, the very first time they ever see downtown Santa Fe or the Laredo Chapel or something that they've never seen before. It's just, it's awesome. It's like a little kid in a candy store. It's so amazing to see. Um, they get free admission as well to our CCC Cultural Arts Series concerts. Mm -hmm. So our tickets for our students are free for those. If they meet certain guidelines, like I mentioned, they can qualify for the direct grant aid, which is a financial supplement to the federal Pell Grant. So since we only accept and serve 180 active participants per academic year, we really get to know our students and develop a relationship of trust and support with them. We often hear from them that they regard our program as family. Um, and that's the feeling that we want to provide to them when they are utilizing our services. Because for some of them, we are the only family that they have. So it's very one-on-one, -on -one, very almost intensive. Um, that had, uh, took some getting used to <laughs> after yeah. you come from financial aid where it's very clinical and uh, orderly sure. and where's my money and <laughs> out the door. Right. 
to this where you really get to know people and right. who they are at their right. core. So um, it's been a transition, but I think I'm getting there. Right. Yeah, I would say you are. I, mean, I think the, that uh, this program has certainly made positive impacts to students. Yes. Um, and has really showed them ways to, uh, one, look at other di at different colleges that it doesn't just, yes. right, it doesn't say it's just be in-house and be here, but there are other opportunities elsewhere. Definitely. Um, having said that, uh, starting out at a community college can be a fiscally responsible move. Yes. I think that now the larger conversation within uh, the Department of Education and, and various mm -hmm. other channels is community college is a good way to start off. Definitely. Uh, what's some advice that you would give a student entering Clovis Community College, this, this college specifically? Um, get your FAFSA done early. <laughs> <laughs> That's important. Um, visit with full-time financial aid staff members to ask those specific questions of what documentation will be required of you. Some people walk in and they're completely blind to that. Oh, yeah. Or they come in the first day of classes and think that they can do a FAFSA right there and they're done and they can go to class and everything's great and get their books when it can be a six week long process if you know yeah. the situations are right. Um, order transcripts early, sometimes they take a while to get here. Always, always, always fill out scholarship applications. That is free money. It's not required to be paid back and it astounds me every year how few people apply for scholarships. The, you know, April from financial aid will call me and say, hey, do you, any of your students need additional money? Have them fill this out. And it's like, fill it out yeah. every year. Um, so scholarship applications are so important. Um, look over your AccuPlace review before you test into your classes. I think that's a big one, especially for students that are returning. Um, our testing center offers uh, a study guide that you can look through, kind of prepare yourself to walk into the AccuPlacer and perform to the best of your ability. Yeah. Um, Apply for TRIO SSS, even if you think you might not qualify. Um, get familiar with the library, with tutoring, academic coaching services. Don't be afraid to speak up, I think is a big one, because you are, the student is ultimately responsible for themselves, their grades, so they really need to make their voices heard and take ownership of that educational experience. Um, asking lots of questions. Eat, more than once if you need to, you know. If you need to ask a question three times, ask it, because there's no silly questions. And chances are, if you have that question, somebody else is too. So definitely, those are some areas that I would cover um, for a student walking in the door. Um, my own daughter is preparing to go off to college this year, so oh, wow, she's yeah. attending a community college in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. So look at the colleges in your area. Um, chances are, you'll find smaller schools that you can start at. She's not exactly sure what she wants to do, so it's perfect for her. Um, so definitely just knowing your options you don't have to go to an expensive school you don't have to go to university right away um save some money stay at home for a couple more years do what you got to do if you're a traditionally aged student um and just really come and visit with the people that are going to make a difference so um just talking to people is so important it is. and it's sad because a lot of our students are just not comfortable talking to anyone yeah. so breaks my heart so just speaking up and finding that one person that's gonna you can go and ask questions I had one of my students in financial aid he would only come and see me <laughs> I was the only one he would come and see and so um, when I transitioned back here he happened to be a trio student as well so he was just delighted but 
He was like, who's going to help me in financial aid now? I'm like, I can still answer some questions. You yeah. know, I can make a phone call. Yeah. So um, definitely just finding that one person that's, you know, going to be there to answer your questions, that knows what's going on. Absolutely. I think uh, TRIO staff do a really good job advocating for students. Definitely. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why many, many true students, I know when I was uh, with Upward Bound, I would latch onto doors of oh, Susan. Yes. Susan, because I felt like they had all the answers, but they yes. eventually had me going, network with people. This is how you find out about your questions. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Gaining that confidence to approach other people, I think is one of the beautiful things about getting an education is seeing, seeing a person blossom, even my, you know, from, from being completely not with it to completely with it. Yeah. I guess is it's a good way to put to it. See, right? Yeah, That's definitely. Uh, so we're at the point of the interview where I want to ask a couple questions about the type of support you receive as a director. Okay. Um, do you receive a lot of support from the college um, uh, while you're here? Or for the, like when the uh, program gets funded? Okay. Is that a, do you get a lot of support? Um, one of the things that makes our specific TRIO SSS program thrive is, is the amazing support we receive from our campus administrators, our directors, our staff. Um, the collaboration between departments is, it's really unique and one of a kind here at CCC. At any point in time, I can call the director of financial aid and have a conversation about a student account or a policy. Um, I can call the director of counseling and advising in any situation that may arise. I frequently work with the tutoring manager and the registrar uh, regarding student issues. Our marketing office and recruiters support and provide guidance for ideas and our initiatives. And they always ensure that we are included in key events, such as new student orientation. Okay. So I am also on a couple of different committees on campus. The Starfish Committee, which is, is a big one. It's our early alert system that assists us in providing just-in-time student interventions to students who are struggling in a course. Our business office is phenomenal. Our grant accountant, our director of finance, our CPO, our CFO, and sponsored projects, executive director, they work so hard to ensure that we are in compliance with state, federal, and grant regs. Um, we have excellent relationships with our faculty members as well. We work together frequently to assist students outside of the classroom. Um, I have spoken with other TRIO program directors in the past who struggle so much because they do not have the support of their campus administrators and other departments. So I feel we, we are so truly grateful for the outreach uh, from the college. It's been phenomenal. That's great. What about the community at large? You serve the greater Clo uh, Clovis community. Yes. Uh, so what, about, what support do you receive from them? We're very active with the helping organizations meeting um, at the, our MAT 25 Center. Um, we attend those monthly to provide uh, information to the community members that attend. Um, so Josue is at that meeting every time they have one. Um, we work closely with the New Mexico Department of Workforce Solutions to assist our students with job placement. Um, they also have a program where they will assist financially with students that are going into technical programs, such as nursing, rad tech, PT, I think they do welding, um, to assist students financially even. They will help a nurse pay for scrubs. They will help a rad tech student travel um, to the different points in New Mexico that they have to go to do their training. Um, so I remember when I first started back in financial aid, there was a group of nursing students who would go and rent a hotel room, all of them together, because they had to travel. And who can afford to travel yeah. for 
two, three, four weeks at a time. Like, it's just not feasible. So, um, getting that, getting them hooked up to the, to the WIOA and the, uh, the Workforce Solutions Center is something that Josue focuses on a lot. Um, but we work also with United Way. We work with, um, getting our students connected with Produce to the People, which provides, you know, vegetables and fruits to, for free to anyone that shows up with a bag. So even things like that in the community where, you know, food is provided, you know, different things like that. Um, so yeah, the community has been great. They're very supportive. Erin at the United Way is just amazing. They send us all of their information, all of the clinics that they're having, um, the trainings that they do. We're constantly provided that information. Um, 211 and the WIN initiative here in Clovis is a big one. Um, you know, the emergency kind of hotline where you can call if, you know, you're having problems paying your bills or anything like that. So um, it's, it's awesome. It, being in a small community, it's amazing because, like, the, the individual that works at the Matt 25 Center was a trio peer mentor back in the day. So, right. you know, just those little networking snips that you can kind of, it's, it's great because they know you. They've come up with you. They, you know, they understand the premise of what we're doing. And so finding those champions um, and sticking to them is, is, is a huge part of the job here. So, so yeah, definitely. So it sounds like you really have a lot of support from not only the college, but from the community at large. Yes. That they really believe in the mission and vision of TRIO. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Um, every TRIO program goes through funding cycles. Okay. Can you explain the process for your TRIO program and what you do to prepare? So we run on a five-year grant cycle. Um, our executive director of sponsored projects uh, will rewrite the grant application near the end of the fourth year. Um, the feds review the grant applications to determine whether or not the program will be refunded for another five years. Um, we use qualitative and quantitative data for, for use in the grant application. Um, this will actually be the fifth grant application that we will submit. Oh, the so, yeah, wow. so we've been ex in existence. Um, I'm kind of jumping into our, our history oh, no. a little here. Yeah, yeah, go for okay. It. So, CCC, um, we began operating the first true SSS program in 2001. So, um, the 2004 grant app um, actually was for $235,000. Um, per year to serve 175 students mm -hmm. and for years 1920 we were awarded $284,758 oh, wow. to serve 180 students so um, yeah it's fun I like I like numbers so it's yeah. fun it's fun doing all the budget stuff too that's I'm blessed because I'm actually doing something in my degree field I see it so much that students will graduate um, with a associate's or bachelor's degree and they can't find a job in their field or, yeah. you know, they're under, they're underemployed, you know? Um, and so just getting my, my master's degree in business admin and actually being able to use it. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. So I kind of digress there for a no, minute. No, 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 you're fine. <laughs> you're good. We like to hear, right? That also happen. Yes. Uh, and how you're still using your degree to help you in your current position. Yes. Um, my final question for you to wrap up this podcast and then we can kind of lead into a okay. sidebar conversation is um, your students come from a variety of backgrounds okay. and uh, each one having unique challenges and unique needs. Okay. So what do you do to engage your students 
to, so, to help see your the, the value of the program. Yes, definitely. Um, so I'll digress here just a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. Go for it. So in addition to the issues our students face that I've already kind of mentioned, mm -hmm. um, a new analysis of the U.S. Census data at the county level mm -hmm. shows that rural areas tend to have low college degree attainment levels. Uh -huh. And just 8% of bachelor's degree holders live in rural counties. That's really? just, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, the study noted that proximity to a college campus is a major driver of the rural entertainment, excuse me, attainment gap. Mm -hmm. um, and this is interesting. Um, rural counties are home to 14% of the nation's campuses, even though these areas cover 97% of land area in the U.S. Really? So, wow. It is critical for us to find unique ways to engage our students. Um, we want them to know what's out there for them. Mm -hmm. um, we meet them at their level. That's really important, something that we're really, we really focus on. Um, and we try to do our best to serve their individual needs. We let them know that with hard work, determination, they will succeed and that there is a world of possibility out there. Um, transferring is one area that we focus heavily on. Uh, we tour campuses regularly. Um, like I said, we try to take them to more cultural areas where they, they just know you can stay in New Mexico. There are things to do here. <laughs> we want our graduates to be successful here and to benefit our state. Absolutely. Um, so it's really just providing that sounding board for them to have that trust in us and to know that we're going to get on their level and do what they need, What's, what they need, not what everybody else around them needs. Right. So... That can, that can be hard, getting students to realize that they really are in charge of their own destinies. And there's a whole world out there, you know, in a world of possibilities. So just getting them on that level, I think, really helps them to be engaged. Because once they find that spark, they just light up. And it's just it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, we had one of our peer mentors this year who um, got an award for one of the business program here, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, she's got lofty goals. She wants to go to, to SoCal and, oh, wow. and go yeah. to you get her MBA there. So, cool. you know, just seeing her start from and seeing where she ended up. I just, it's beautiful. It, it makes my job so worth it. So, yeah. yeah. So your job must be super rewarding seeing the students stand out. It is. Hard work they put in. It's amazing. We go to graduation every year. We go to all the pinnings every year for nursing, rad tech, PT. Um, we support our students. We want them to know we're there till the end um, and beyond. If they need us to help them with transferring, we, we do whatever we can for them. Um, so, yeah, there's just watching them on the journey. It can be heartbreaking, too, because you lose some. So that's heartbreaking to know that some of them just aren't going to make it. But the ones that do, it just makes us feel so valuable. So definitely. Absolutely. So... That kind of wraps up our part of the questions. I want to see if you'd be interested to kind of going a little off script and providing some insight as far as uh, your thoughts about uh, anything from uh, things that you would like to mention before we wrap up or things that you would like to say uh, to the audience about your program in specific that wasn't covered. Well, like I said, the family vibe that we have I think it's so necessary for people to experience. People want to feel accepted. They want to feel like they're a part of something, hopefully part of something bigger than themselves. Sure, yeah. um, and I just feel like it can take 
one person to either send them out the door or send them through another door. And don't be that person that sends them out the door. <laughs> Ever. Right. Don't be that person. I, there's something bigger than yourself that's more important. Um, these people have grit. They have determination. They have a soul. Um, they just want to feel accepted. They just want to feel like they're part of something. So once again, once people feel that, it's a beautiful thing to watch how they thrive. So that's really all I wanted to say. Well, Trina, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank I'm, you. I'm so excited that you agreed to be a part of it. Yes. And, thank you uh, for the opportunity. Absolutely. It was Hopefully a joy. We can have you again in, in a future episode as a follow-up. Just to for see how sure. Things are, how things are going. Yes. So, that sounds um, great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is Juan Rivas with Let's Talk Trio. Uh, here with Trina Wally. We just want to, get, again, send a huge sh uh, shout-out to Clovis Community College woo woo. and for Trina for being on the podcast. <laughs> thank, thank you. you thank you. A huge thank you to Trina Wally and the Clovis Community College campus for really being able to open their space up and allowing us to podcast. Uh, we are very thankful uh, here at Let's Talk Trio to have been given that opportunity to do a podcast there. Uh, and yeah, so a free advertisement for Liel's. That's where Trina and I went to lunch uh, and amazing Mexican food. So Liel's is a go-to. Uh, and if you're ever in Clovis, New Mexico, Leal's is the choice place to be. If you ever want to be on Let's Talk Trio, get a hold of us by going to our Facebook page. Look for Let's Talk Trio and send us a message. This episode was produced by Emilia Castañeda. Sound and technical assistance provided by John Russell. Honorary members for Let's Talk Trio include Scott Kendall and Roderick Chambers. Executive producer, Juan Rivas. You won't have to wait long to listen to the next episode. We are uploading as fast as we can. Thank you all very much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode.